This is Lavi there, and my name is Johannes Rompner. This is a podcast where I sit down with people and talk about love. In February this year, I went to New York and I met up with 10 people. And those those, those are the talks that, that's coming up now. So here is Maria Alma. She's the seventh in this series. Actually, when I was planning my trip to New York, I put a message on my Facebook wall asking for suggestions on people to meet. And so Emilia Lochte, she connected me with Maria. And it was actually a true, true blessing. I ended up staying at her place and she spread the word and actually half of the recorded talks are somehow connected to her. So she kind of became a producer for the project and that was exactly what I was needed. Here we sit down at her home one late evening. She speaks about her friendship with Moyo, who is imprisoned and sentenced to death. They became pen pals and they also created an exhibition with us on death row, showing a series of, of Buddha portraits by Moyo. I'll read a, a short quote from, from him, and then let's get into to our talk. I have committed some grave acts in my life, and I will never be able to undo them. Yet, the very least I can do is to improve myself. Here's our talk. Should we... What if I read this? Yes. And then we take it from there. Yeah, sounds good. Please do. Okay. Are we on? Yes. I try to make use of discarded or ignored bits in my art, because we all have something worthwhile for another. We just have to find it. It took me coming to death row to find my worth as a human and as a citizen of the world. What that ultimately did for me is show me that despite my grave mistakes in life and all the harm that I've created for others, there was something still worthy in me. My hope is that someone will also take control of their narrative and tell themselves a new tale, a grander story of themselves, for all of our benefit. Moyo. That's beautiful. I started to think about myself, of course. <laughs> and letting the light shine. Yeah. Of course, that's what, why we're doing this. <laughs> it's part of the shining work. Yeah. And encouraging one another to find and shine their light and yeah. to appreciate that. So who is this Moyo? So Moyo is um, my friend who lives on death row here in the United States for the past 16 years, ever since he was um, convicted and given the death sentence. He's been living in solitary confinement in the prison. So that means that he spends nearly 24 hours each day in a cell that is in size smaller than an average parking lot. He has a small sliver of a window um, towards the ceiling of his uh, cell. And um, during his nearly two decades of incarceration, he has turned to an inner journey of soul-searching and transformation and he has found art. He's a self-taught artist who 
has turned to creating art as a way of healing himself and of striving to offer something positive out into the world from behind the bars and the walls. Did he find art in, in the prison or did he, did he have a relationship with making art? Before, Before. as a young, yeah. as a teenager, as a child, a young person. Uh, he has told me that that he was interested in making pictures, but really his um, kind of blossoming as an as an artist really came about in in prison. And as we sit here, surrounded by some of his his works, what strikes me about the works is really how. Well, ultimately, the spirit of creation and the force of create creativity that we all have within us and mm. the ability to make things of beauty even in the most hostile and violent and darkest of circumstances out of um, different kinds of bits like even seeds that birds have dropped to the kind of the outdoor cage where Moyo gets to have recreation a few times a week outside. Or then elements that he has collected from mail that has been sent to him by friends. So it also strikes me that a lot of these artworks really have the presence also of, of, of friends who have sent different things and then you mix and match them and weave them into art. How, how did your friendship start? 2014, I was on the computer, in the internet, um, that was in Finland, in Helsinki then, and I just somehow stumbled upon the website of an American organization that facilitates um, Ben friends to people who are in prison with the mission of fostering um, positive connections. And I was very curious. I never knew that such an organization exists. Um, What's the name of the organization? It's called Write a Prisoner. And then I started kind of exploring the website and then I found Moyo's um, profile there and and it just struck me with kind of the common denominators, um, interest points, which included art, but also meditation, practice and, and yoga. And I decided to write to him. So that was that was four years ago. Four years. How? So you started writing writing letters. Yes. And snail mail from uh, where, where? Where was the prison? So it's in in the south. The south yeah, and, and, and U.S. South of uh, of U.S. and then and you were in Helsinki then. Yeah. So that's about five thousand miles. So how long did it take? Land. <laughs> but, but, but did you have? Like how I'm, I'm interested in this, like practical details. Yeah. <laughs> Were you both writing like at the same time, and then you're kind of sending, or was it like ping pong? Yeah. <laughs> First it was ping pong, mm. like answer reply, um, but then later on it's also just kind of train of thought. You know yeah, that exactly. you you write and you send, and you know there are letters traveling yeah. back and forth, kind of simultaneously, and it's a. It's a conversation that just takes place over yeah. snail mail. When when did the pictures come in, in in the picture? The art pictures. Yeah. So I think I received the first art picture from him as a gift, and it is actually this one over here. If you pick up this, which has like very pastel colored um, vibe. Um, 
So he sent it to me as a gift in 2015. This one is entitled Yogini. It's a portrait of a Buddha-like um, face. And when I received this, it was kind of from this piece of artwork that slowly this seed emerged and ultimately it led to kind of this vision that um, I should organize an art exhibition for him as I saw more and more of his art and learned more and more of his, his story and the intention with which um, he creates these pieces of mm -hmm. art. That was the first exhibition in, in, in Finland? Yes. So then things just started moving. I, I, never, uh, I had never organized an art exhibition before. I had no idea how, you know, how it's going to unfold. I, I just asked him. And it was actually in... in so meditation practice for me is um, kind of the foundation of, of my life. And... It was in meditation where I just kind of got this vision of that exhibition and I asked him, like, what do you think? Should we collaborate on this? And then we just started moving and um, it took about, I would say, seven, eight months probably. And what was really interesting was finally actually to witness how it was a very effortless, like things just lined mm. up and kind of happened. And the exhibition Buddhas on Death Row opened in Helsinki on August 11th, 2016. Yeah, I'm flicking through the, the images from from the exhibition. Is this? Yeah, the exhibition yeah. photo book, yeah. And it was really interesting because, for example, um, the space that we had, uh, it was in the part of Helsinki called Töle. We got it as a gift from a um, law firm called Dottir. So they offered the space. And then um, a key person who helped make this whole thing happen was an old school friend of mine whom I hadn't met for 15 years. Yeah. And I just happened to cross paths with her and she is an arts professional. And so when she heard about, when I told her that I have this idea of this art exhibition for, for a prisoner, she immediately said that I would like to help. And then things just started happening. How did you have pale face singing in the in the in the opening ceremony? So pale face, who is a pioneer of hip hop in Finland and um, social justice activist, um, a great artist. Uh, he also that connection just kind of organically also came about through through the circle of friends who who came together to make the exhibition happen. So it was really awesome. The day when the exhibition opened, I mean, in the opening, um, there were so many people that not everyone fit into mm. the space at once. So it was a full house. Full house success. How did you, did you do this, produce these books for, for Moyo? Yeah, I've produced these books for Moyo and of course then to, to also keep uh, keep building the record of of the journey of Buddhas on death row. Mm. So 2016 autumn started in Helsinki and then last year 2017 uh, it rippled into an exhibition in uh, Michigan in Ann Arbor in the summer. Uh, these pictures, the artworks traveled to the Zen Buddhist temple in, in Ann Arbor and stayed there for actually over a month. They were part of a program on um, incarceration and uh, Buddhist work in prisons. And then late last year in November, we had a really powerful and special installation 
on an island off the coast of Maine in a World War II era bunker. So it was like super gritty, you know, graffiti, broken glass on the ground, um, dark. And it was Moyo's vision that let's use flashlights, you know, that all the people who come and see the art um, mm. should, you know, use flashlights to illuminate the yeah. works and to look at them. And it worked really well. Could you tell me about how do you feel in your relationship with Moyo has developed since these four years? You and you also met him a few times. Yeah. How many times? We've met now. I've been able to visit three times. So the first time was a couple of months after the exhibition mm. when we actually met for the first time in person. And it was really great to get to kind of convey the impressions, feedback, the whole energy from the exhibition in Finland to him. And, you know, then to start looking at... So to your question on how our friendship has evolved, um, this Buddhas on death row is, is an offering. It's an offering that looks at immense hurt, healing, friendship, accountability, and of course art and the power of art to, you know, uh, to speak to people and to create conversation and space. And this um, art project has kind of become a vehicle through which in our friendship, we, our intention is to, is to serve. Um, I would want to say that for myself, um, so this is, I never imagined that I would be engaged in something like mm. this. Um, so it's been a really, um, meaningful journey of of purpose of learning and of responsibility to kind of be the person here on the outside in the free world to you know hold this art and for example to hold the space when there's an exhibition when people come in Helsinki I really saw over 300 people came to see the art and I really felt um as I was present, a lot of people came with truly open hearts, uh, deep listening and presence. I've never hugged so many strangers mm. in my life as, you know, there um, in that space. But of course, there's also a lot of hurt. There have, there's, there's also been very doubtful feedback um, in terms of, you know, where, where are exhibitions for victims, you know, for those who have lost loved ones to violence and to murder. And that question is such an important question. Um, and the learning around this question has been very vital for me personally to come to understand, for example, that much of the, the pain of victims goes un unhealed. Mm. And sometimes it's the person who has harmed that can also make an important contribution towards healing. And the importance to create channels and spaces where those who have harmed can express remorse with no expectation of how it's going to be received but to express it nevertheless
Moyo says that he has committed some very grave acts in his life that he can never undo. But at the very least, he can work on himself to improve himself. Um, and it's that journey from darkness to light um, that I find to be very powerful. And we all have those journeys mm. in different ways in our lives. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what motivated you? Was it this, this journey, like this? Motivated you to keep? Because I also guess when you have a friend that's locked up and that, that's also a relationship that is easy to to end or cut off, like because you can just walk away. Mm. But I see you, you have, like, as you said, like big responsibility, and you felt you felt responsible of of spoke about holding the space. But I, I, I feel also of of keeping the dialogue open and, and kind of somehow being the the vessel yeah. <laughs> of 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 this message. Yeah. And I was I was thinking just to. Does he have a lot of pen pals? He's lucky in the sense that he he has a good circle of friends, yeah. which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also actually want to say that I, in the beginning, I really struggled with, you know, what is my role here? And I was yeah. hesitant to kind of put myself out there. I was mm. more like kind of wanting to stay in the background and just be kind of this force who finds the space where the art can go and uh, touch people. Um, but then it's been a journey really for myself to also realize that this is a place where I need to show up and invest myself. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and it comes with a lot of learning, a lot of learning about, for example, about the criminal justice system here in the mm. United States, the question of death penalty, uh, mass incarceration. Also what in your podcast with uh, Sally Rumble you touch upon. So it's it's really that responsibility to learn and to stay educated exactly. is, is something that I feel very, um, very important. Mm. This is probably a, a sidestep, but in but I'm doing it anyway. Um, I was thinking about you kind of mentioned about like you thought about your your role, um, and as I said several times, um, um, you helped me a lot with with also arrangements here in in New York for for my podcast, and and. It was really beautiful to see how, because actually, I mean, I did I did the question to everybody that hey, um, if you have somebody in mind that I should meet, please let me know. Mm -hmm. mm, but you were actually the only one who who really acted upon it. Really. And, wow. <laughs> and. And it also came in a situation where I didn't have the capacity to to do the the, the work that you then started doing. Mm. Mm, so, so so I mean the whole whole trip has been really really magical, and it's been amazing to see like how how the pieces of the puzzle just find its, its right place. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But I was thinking like, is it something you've thought about? It seems to be in your 
personality, mm-hmm. like the way of the way of, of how should I say commitment or the way of, of, of wanting to maybe the way of be, wanting to be of service. Yeah. Um, and when talking about love, I feel it's like really a, a strong loveful action. Yeah. Is it something that you're aware of or is it something that like yeah, can you elaborate on on this thought? That's a really beautiful question. Thank you for that. Um this is something that I find that I have you know the word service mm. or of being of service i've discovered that that's where i f- come alive mm. and it's the beauty of being able to join heads and hearts and hands with other people you know in the circle of life and just to see how um These are very sweet and grand words, but I like to use them, like just to see and witness then how the abundance of life flows from there. And we just kind of hold it in our palms. We don't, you know, clasp our our Mm. palms shut. We just hold it and we let it flow. And I've just witnessed the power of that. And that's That's to me one expression, one really strong expression of of love and how I experience love in this world. So there's just so much joy in uh, in in that kind of a way of kind of being, yeah, if yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> But is it something you found, or is it something you feel that that's been with you? since you were a child like is it something i think it's it's something that's been in me mm. so i would actually trace this awareness of and this way of being to certain you know people that i've seen who uh, embody that and really like model and ex- exemplify that and with their encouragement and kind of someone mm. inspiring you and lighting that fire more in your heart it starts to come so i think that's been a, that's been the process for me that you know i'm now able to reflect back to what i've yeah. seen you yeah. know happen that's beautiful how's your relationship at the moment with moya you how often do you write write each other and and what kind of What kind of letters and and how often do you receive images of our pictures? We write very regularly on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, we share a lot of um, well, we also share a lot of books. Like we read mm. same books at the same time and have conversations about books. Um, One of them, one really important one of them, which, by the way, is uh, all about love, new visions by beacon of a feminist scholar, Bell Hooks. I want to talk a little bit more about that book yeah, maybe yeah. later. But yeah. so books are main element, like really important element. Um, articles that we've read, um, I send him a lot of articles about different artists especially African-American artists um, here in the U.S. Just any like inspiring stuff. Um, I'm also a very visual person, so I I send a lot of um, pictures and lately actually a lot of like Instagram glimpses of, Mm -hmm. you know, where I've seen beauty in the city or or anything like that. So I like to, um, I just like to share those kind of glimpses and I can't even understand what yeah. it means for someone who is in solitary confinement yeah, no, no, to receive, no. you know, those kind of images. It came to my mind. You said, you said you also uh, have written about the podcast, and you had, uh, you said that um, uh, Moyo wanted to 
to take part. Yeah, of course. So when I, I was telling that Johannes is coming, we are you know doing this podcast talking about Buddhas on death row, mm. and then I asked him. Um, what does love mean to him? How yeah, does it yeah. manifest in his life? How does it manifest in, in this art project to him? But then in his response, he actually, he sent one very concrete narrative about, and this goes back to the book all about love, mm-hmm. which is really a revolutionary book. It opens I felt also when I read the book, it really opens you to perceive love as a verb. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what does it mean in our lives? How, how does it look in action? Um, when is this book done? Sorry? And when is the book written? Ah, good question. It's there on the, on the bookshelf. I think it's probably pretty fresh. I should know. It's right there and I can't read it. Do you want to pick it up? Oh. Okay, let's, I'll do it. I'll take the mic off. Yeah. There's a lot of running here. Back and forth. So All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks came out in... Oh, first perennial edition published 2001. Hmm. And actually, okay, I said it's pretty fresh. Well, it always continues to be fresh, but uh, 2000 was actually the first year when this came out. So, wow. Um, Basically, this book offers a proactive new ethic for a people and a society bereft with lovelessness. Um, and, Uh And one of the ideas that this book puts forward, which is not originally Bell Hooks's uh, idea, is the fact that love means the willingness to extend yourself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. And Moyo wrote back saying, thinking about what love means to him how it manifests in his life so he's saying that for me the book all about love opened the door for me to love really my perceived enemies or people who in some moment in the prison environment he might think of as expletive words here I won't repeat them (laughs) (laughs) so he says if love is about extending oneself for the spiritual evolution of another or self then even with my enemies I can contribute to their evolution even if it means just ignoring them this means that if all I can muster at the time is to just go in the other direction when I see you Well, I'm extending as much of me as I can in that moment by at the least keeping my anger or resentment from affecting you negatively. And when I read read this, it kind of really settled me that, you know, we always have, we always have the choice of Mm. what action we take and And practicing and training ourselves in making that conscious choice is, I think it's an act of love, it's an act of self-love, and it's an act of um, then, you know, showing up in love in in the world, in the environment, in the situation where you are, you know. I don't know, what thoughts do you get? I'm quite tired, so my brain is is like in slow slow motion mode. Which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
in a city that never sleeps. Yeah. And actually, I think New York should go to sleep <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you think uh, about love and what love means to you? But, but I guess you said, said something already there. But I would actually like to answer that question. Yeah, interesting. And I knew that you were going to ask this question. And in this morning when I was thinking about this, I kind of panicked. And I was like, I don't know what to say. Well, that's okay too. <laughs> exactly. But so then I was doing in the morning, I was doing sun salutation practice. And suddenly it struck me. This sentence came to me that love is sunlight. Mm. And this is not to ignore moon and the stars because we need them as well and we have the cycles, but you know, love is sunlight and that's the keeper of life here on this beautiful planet of ours where we are all related and we are all connected in the web of life. And this is something that we urgently need to like renew and strengthen this understanding. And then it goes back also to the inner light, how important it is to encourage one another to find or even to reclaim our you know, inner beacon so that we can, we can um, radiate our light into the world to one another. And, and love, especially like practicing love in New York in, in the daily life, I find that it's a um, daily practice of connecting with simple things like can I be today a smiling or positive face to someone in the crowd? You know, can I show up like that? Or remembering that, you know, we should leave people and other beings in better shape than what we found them in. Or at least, you know, mm. not leave them in a worse off, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I, no, I just uh, came to mind uh, a friend who read a, a Facebook post of of her neighbors in her house. Uh, she sent sent an email to everybody living there that. That like there's, there's this there's this man laying in front of I don't remember was it like in the lobby or in, mm -hmm. in front of the door, like like he's in my way. What should I do? <laughs> he's like, and and my 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 friend was ranting about how how crazy this is, but like like whoa. Why does she put so much energy in, in like sending a message to the people that mm -hmm. live there instead of, let's say, call nine one one and here's a guy, maybe 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 he doesn't have everything okay and mm. like she, I don't know maybe she didn't even try to make contact with him or yeah he, she just was like she, he's not moving he's he's in my way uh, and and this is something. That even though we don't think so and we don't act so, that that there's still a lot of of this looking away, and, and it's, it makes me it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but I guess the only thing we can do is is. Kind of lead by by example, yeah, and, and try to do the best best we can. Yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were you were in the middle of oh, can't are you able to get back there anymore? So I was talking about yeah, leaving people and beings better than you yeah. found them, and well, I am just so grateful that because of so many others. Um, I'm better than what I was yesterday. Mm. And even just now having this podcast conversation, 
So just um, just a lot of gratitude for that. These are love is sunlight. Yeah, what is sunlight? It is it is the life energy. Yeah. It's been also. I mean, I just been here now for two days, and and but the experience has been extremely strong. Um, I guess like like New Yorkers have have a tendency of like or people have the image of New Yorkers that they are really harsh and and mm-hmm. like, and, and kind of just minding their own business. But it's been beautiful like when I started to talk about my love podcast to strangers. Yeah. How they light up and wanna participate and, and for example, there was one, one guy, the market selling sausages, and and then I told, told him about my project, and and now we're meeting up tomorrow to really to talk about, <laughs> about his about his experiences. That's beautiful. And and so it's like. Also, an example of like what, what what happens when when you're kind of open to life, and yeah. then and, and we we also talked with you earlier about yesterday we talked about the flow of life and and, and just like accepting the flow and, and yeah. seeing, seeing kind of where it takes you yeah. and and kind of being in it and getting out of your own way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I see um, there's a snoring dog in the background yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Um, I just, I also, I find it so meaningful to have kind of this intertextuality between the different love podcast episodes. Mm. Um, I mentioned the one with you had earlier with um, Sally. Sally, and then the conversation you had with Chad Harper about mm. the amazing transformative work that he's done with uh, with um, youth in some of the hardest, you know, toughest schools here, and how he has. And he continues to leverage um, hip hop as a positive force. And let's see in which, in which order I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna publish them. Might be that I'm gonna publish this before. Okay. Before that. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. but with that also, I I was just thinking about again about Moyo and how he said once that, you know, had he had a mentor mm. when he was a, you know, teenager getting into trouble. his life path would have probably been quite different. Yeah. So. That has stayed with me and the importance of investing in youth. Especially as a father, father of, of, of three, it's 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 also an, an topic that's often on my mind, like the responsibility of parenthood, and like how daunting it feels, <laughs> and 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 even though I have some ideas of things that I want to do differently. Mm-hmm. Than my own parents, mm. it's 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 difficult to come to like to accept the fact that 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 I will also be doing mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And kind of that's part of to accept that that is as a part of of, of parenthood. Yeah. And and. But I think a lot about like what what is how can I how can I support 
case in the best best possible way. Yes. And yeah, you were talking about I was thinking like about responsibility and, and, and how I also feel I have the tendency to to feel responsibility of, of things that I'm not responsible about. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's something probably I, I need to need need to learn to kind of dismantle mm-hmm. in certain, certain ways. Yeah. Mm. Because I can't take responsibility of other people's feelings and yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of things that, that that's it's simply just not my business. Yeah, and out of your control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I shouldn't put energy on that. Yeah. Instead kind of focus on things that <laughs> that I can 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 change it I can have an impact on yeah mm. yeah I was thinking about also the talk with Chad and, and how and the more we start talking about this uh, I probably need to then to publish his talk before I publish this <laughs> um, like how how we spoke about also like setting limits like I noticed when he was talking about like when he was helping kids um, but then he said of course that he's been doing this like for 10 years and mm. and he's, he's been practicing putting the limits yeah but he, he felt so confident I was like I was like wow I want to I want to be I want to be as confident as him in setting my limits yeah yeah, and and because with him you also saw kind of strength also of of setting the limits. Like, yes, like it it made things so much clearer both for him and for everybody else. Exactly. That's and that's the clarity, and then just the clarity in those human relationships, mm. you know, and interactions. Yeah, yeah, and it comes, and comes in, in. I haven't thought about that, but that you're completely true that it's, it's in all all yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize that as well. Yeah. The need to be to improve in this mm. area. <laughs> Talking about clarity, um. And when talking about with with single people and talking about um, the relationship uh, market, <laughs> and 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 also how it's full with unclarity, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and people who don't come clear with with their intentions, and I'm just like, ah, how, how can you manage it there? Uh, it sounds 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 just crazy, and of course people don't manage. Yeah. Mm, but this again was was a side note. It's like jazz with a lot of side notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's love. Yeah. I'm looking at the paintings. Um, it's it's really really strong. The work, yeah. Um, how, like, why Buddha? What what is the story behind that? The, the kind of form. The form. So Moyo has told that he organized a meditation retreat for himself uh, in the already the solitary cell, but yeah. that he imposed like a disciplined uh, structure for himself to follow and that was at a time when when he had been exploring art and then at the end of the retreat he came to the realization that by studying the form the face of Buddha Mm -hmm. 
there was something meaningful for him and that might be something that might also be a way to offer something meaningful to others and of course the Buddha as an enlightened master mm. who is one of the you know great masters who are giving us very vital tools in life um, it's it's grounded in you know um, a regular meditation practice for example and connected to that practice so it's like I would say that the picture of the Buddha is kind of the the meditation part of the meditation of cushion of, the, yeah, of was, your seat I was, of your butt <laughs> yeah I was going to ask like that is the the painting in itself also a uh, uh, kind of meditation yeah yeah mm. And this one, which you see here, the so this is a white board on which a book cover is pasted, and on the book cover, the book cover actually has like this fabric texture, so it offers like a canvas. Mm. And on that, um, with like pastel crayons, um, Moyo has drawn kind of a blue golden face of the Buddha, and around the board there are red and yellow shoestrings that are tied into kind of a grid formation. So this artwork is called... Um, okay, now you need to edit this because I don't seem to in my tired brain to remember what the name of this artwork was, so I have to see it. So the name of this artwork is um, Consciousness Unconfined and it's like a window. Uh, so Moyo has explained that this is also this is like a window that our friendship is for him, like a window mm. into the world, a window into shared practice. And with the shoelaces he wanted to depict incarceration, so mm. that's why he tied them in to like kind of show that they are like the bars behind yeah, yeah, yeah. or surrounding the window. It's strong, strong work. Yeah. I'm looking at the time and and it's starting to be time to to wrap up. Uh, we can still we can still through some topics if you, if you like do you have is something yeah is there something you would i might want to read yeah. a message from one person who has reacted to this exhibition yeah. so just to share that yeah that sounds beautiful and then i would want to share the poem in the end yeah so among the the feedback and the messages, there's, there's been a lot uh, that's come as responses to the, to the exhibition and different kinds of, for example, online articles and on the topic of addressing hurt and harm. I wanted to share this message that... I'll, I'll lay it down here. Yeah. Listen, listen to you read. <laughs> that we received from... A lady who herself is the victim of a violent crime. So the, say again, where, when, from where was this? So this was in response to an online article about okay, the exhibition. Yeah, yeah. And she writes, This touched me very deeply and in a positive way. I am the victim of a violent crime. My ex-husband killed my friend in front of me and also shot at me. As I read this article, I thought a lot about him. He has managed to put writings on the internet that show how angry he is. He thinks he is the victim in all this. He has never expressed remorse to me or to my friend's family. 
I can only hope that he someday comes to the realizations that Moyo has. It is painful for him, I'm sure, and painful for me and all the other victims too. So much pain. When I got to the part about someone commenting that, you know, we should have a gallery for victims, art expressing the hurt and the needs of victims. So in response to this, she thought, yes, that's important. However, it's just as important for the person who did wrong to come to terms with that and to heal themselves. Someday my ex-husband will get out of prison and if he's still angry, what, he'll, what will he do to me? Who will he be? For everyone is, everyone's sake, I don't want him to hurt anyone else. I would rather see his name on a gallery wall along with his beautiful artwork. That was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, uh, as that's also something we spoke about with you about feedback and the importance of feedback, and it, it's kind of it's kind of a compass. It is. So when you when you get that, you're like, okay, it really kind of reinforces all the actions and all the thoughts and. And it swipes away all the insecurity that might have been there. Yeah. And and suddenly you stand on on, on, on really strong ground. Yeah. And like, okay. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is important. Yeah. Or then you get some vital guidance on on things that you need to pay more attention to mm. and you know, directions where you need to grow and yeah. so it is so valuable. I think our podcasts it's been quite a mix of things including snoring dogs and beeping gadgets and some recitals and I felt like I would want to I just would want to share one poem by Tennessee Williams to this end which which resonates with me a lot especially when I think about uh for example the this co-creation around Buddhas on death row or just anything in life so Do you? I'm um, just one question here. Uh, do you wanna? Do you want us to talk about the poem, or, or do you want us to end with the poem? Let's let's see. close. Let's let's see. Let's let's, see. let's leave it open yeah. until two minutes from now. <laughs> the world is violent and mercurial. It will have its way with you. We are saved only by love, love for each other and the love that we pour into the art we feel compelled to share. Being a parent, being a writer, being a friend. We live in a perpetually burning building and what we must save from it all the time is love. Tennessee Williams. That's beautiful. So many beautiful things today. Yeah. So many gifts. I, I couldn't think of a better way to end this day. I'm, I'm really happy and grateful for for this moment. And I'm really happy for having a new friend in my life. Yeah, me too. So it's been really beautiful getting to know you. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. No, it's, it's, it's on again. Maria, you forgot something. Yeah, I forgot to say Thanks to you who are listening and on whose eardrums we have had a chance to be eardrums and heart. Thank you. It's funny that you did, that you did this because this is what I always do. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I always do in my outro. 
So I have to make up a new outro. Let's. So this is kind of the outro then. So then I'm also thanking Yuri Pirinen, who's doing my my sound work and and, and helping me with um, the the mastering and the sound you hear here in the background. It's it's, it's Yuri's Yuri's work. Uh, I would also like to thank. Thank the listeners and, and also the people giving the feedback. I think we just spoke about, about feedback and, and, and in the same way it's been really really valuable to get those glimpses of, of, of feedback from, from this work and to see and understand how a talk, I mean it's it's enough, <laughs> it's, it's definitely enough already when just it touches one person really deeply it gives me the feeling of of purposefulness with this work so please keep keep the feedback coming thank you and yeah you want to say something i still want to yeah, say please 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 do may all beings benefit I think I'm gonna take take this as a future ending. Say may all may all all beings benefit. May all beings benefit. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. I thought we had an end here, but in the morning, Maria felt she still wanted to say a few words. So let's continue here. So good morning. Good morning. So actually, let's let's. You had some thoughts. Let's talk some more. Um, there was all, already the finishing notes, but let's. <laughs> it wasn't over yet. <laughs> let's continue. So so, you said. I mean, this typically there's there's not this chance to kind of add any material. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. The talk is what it is, and then <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought let's we can we can we can know everything's possible. It's my podcast. I can do what I will. <laughs> I want to. Um, so, so you you had this, this thought when you woke up that there was some 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 things that that kind of were unsaid. Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting going back to the theme of you know love is sunlight. And last night when we were talking, it was like nearly midnight. It was under the moon. And then this morning when I woke up to this bright, beautiful day, I feel like something was illuminated. And I was kind of like angry at myself for, why did I say that? Why, why, why didn't I speak better? Or why wasn't I more maybe even truthful? And wh- one of the things that hit me was when you asked about what love means and how it looks like in the day-to-day. And for example, I said that one of the questions that are alive for me is can I today be a smiling face to someone in the crowd? And then to recognize that sometimes you just don't feel like that. You can't master that and that's totally fine. And to really be present with our, you know, our shall I say perfections, but none of us are perfect and to embrace our our perfect imperfections. The self-acceptance and to be gentle and kind and loving to ourselves no matter what. And some days are just like that and you are not that smiling face in the crowd and that's, you know, that too is okay. And yeah, I'm reading, um, I'm having this book next next to my bed. The spirituality of, of imperfection. Oh, nice! And and mm. and yes, indeed, it's it is. I think it's a crucial part of living a loveful life to embrace the darkness yeah. <laughs> of humanity and and of ourselves and yeah. to see all parts and to see ourselves as as whole and. Yeah, I think that's that's 
that's essential. Yeah. <clears throat> but, well, yeah, I'm thinking also about yesterday that, that for me, it, I feel it's completely okay to be, you know, it is what it is. And it's, it is, let's say if the moment is full of sunshine, then I think it's okay to... Let it shine. Yeah, and, and kind of <laughs> to be in that sunshine. And then you don't kind of always have to reflect and try to be complete in every... Exactly. I think, I think this is also like, in a way, the same thing that, that, that okay, this is, it was a moment of sunshine. So, so I think it's, you don't necessarily have to go to, to darkness. Yeah. Mm, but, but yeah, it's, this is, this is life. This is life. And it's pretty awesome that we were able to kind of embrace this arc, you know, coming yeah, to yeah. this morning and then having this little tale <laughs> to yesterday's conversation. Good. But let's let's end the podcast for real now then. For real. <laughs> Thanks, Maria. Thank you.